You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle. This is a podcast about tapping into your innate powers, gifts, and wisdom. Join us on the journey of alignment, magic, and flow. Hello, and welcome back to Self-Worth Circle. We are here on the couch again, and so excited for this episode because it's all about that woo that we love. And um, yeah, my name is Ava and I have sitting here on the same couch with me, the lovely, beautiful, I wanted to say Jules, but Julia. Jules. <laughs> Jules. Like beer, alter Hell. ego. Yes. Jules. Um, Julia. Julia. Welcome. <laughs> Happy to be here. Yeah. Today is going to be a little bit shorter, but a really good, good and juicy episode, especially for you who are more new to spirituality, to grounding, to dimensions, I don't know. (laughs) No, we're going to talk about altars Mm -hmm. and why we have an altar, how you can set up your own altar and rituals also in general, how Mm -hmm. you can turn your routines into rituals. Yeah. Well, I mean, first thing, like what I, when I think about like you know, how I learned about altars. I remember like way back when I was a kid, I would play with uh, my neighbors. And um, I remember like seeing this, I don't know why this, this just popped up into my mind, but I remember seeing at their home, they had like um, an altar, like in their home. And your neighbors, my neighbors, was it like a religious altar or? Yeah. It was a religious altar. I don't, I'm not sure like what, um, religion they were of. The family was from the Philippines. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm I'm ignorant now. I don't know what, like, what's the the major religion in the Philippines. Do you know? No. No. Yeah. But maybe someone can educate us on the, on the subject. Or Google would tell us that in a heartbeat. I think it's okay. Like we're. I'm just admitting my ignorance here, but yeah. But anyways, I don't know. I remember like the altar and just seeing kind of like they had, um, flowers on the altar, candles, jewelry. And I'm, uh, can't recall, like maybe some seashells and like elements from nature. And I was very kind of like curious about it. Like, wow, like, what is that? And, and cause you know, my life, you know, was like, had been, of course, a very kind of Christian, um, a, not not a very, but like a basic Christian upbringing. Like we would go to church on, you know, Christmas and, and uh, you yeah, know, pe- I was going to say that I was introduced to altars yeah. through the church, like okay. the altar that is at yeah. the church. That's right. like, yeah, from childhood, at least yeah. I thought I didn't even think that I was introduced to any other altars until like yeah. I started my own spiritual, spiritual practice. practice. But it was kind of like this, this place for a devotion that was very, I, like, I remember like the feeling of seeing like a sacred space in someone's home. And I, this was at a very young age. I mean, I was probably like, I don't even know, seven years. Yeah. Like I was a like little girl and it just kind of like left an imprint in me because it felt very it felt special, you know? And I was like, what is that? And I was just curious about it. And obviously, yeah, altars at churches and and all that. And then similarly to you, like later in life through kind of diving into the world of spirituality and um, 
the elements and other realms and the ancestors and, and, and all this, the mysticism that we both love and cherish and find so much power and strength in, um, you know, that I started kind of, um, bringing that into my home and my life. And this, then I now like, I'm, I'm thinking like who actually taught me about altars. It was, uh, Carmela Carlisle, who's also been on the podcast. Uh, she's a sound healer based now out of San Miguel de Allende in Mexico. But she taught me about like your, how special it is to have this, this, you know, this, dedicated area in your home that serves as a bridge to other realms and spirituality. And that's your like place of, of calling, you know, for help from these other realms. And, um, yeah, so that's that, like, those are the, the, the biggest kind of, or imprints that I have or memories from how, like what has my memories on what is an altar, like the first time I saw it in, in real life, like instead of just, or in a home and setting instead of just at the church and then how it was brought into my life. But w what about you? Like, how were you introduced to altars and why would you, like, why did you start creating your own altar at your home? I think I've been definitely through the yoga shalas that I've been to and trainings because, you know, the bigger shalas that I've been introduced to altars has always, um, it's been like an anchor for the shala. So I already then noticed that it has some kind of a grounding effect to the place or the person. I've also seen, you know, my teachers kind of carrying around their own portable Uh, altars to bring with them if they go from you know the home base to a retreat place and then they set up their altar just to have you know that anchor of you know devotion and to kind of ground their own energy into the space so and because everything <laughs> everything grounding is my best friend so I started to incorporate into my own life quite early just because I noticed that you know having a spot in your home where you go to pray or meditate, or I personally work a lot with the, with the directions. I feel like that kind of locates me. That's best explanation, I guess, for me. It, it's like I locate myself through the directions and I feel like having, you know, something that represents each direction on my altar is, is my way of doing it or any sacred items as uh, you already mentioned. Um, any specific tarot cards or what you're bringing into life. So you can have, you know, any items. I feel like altars has such a religious label on them. I guess also depending on your upbringing and your own religion, and there's nothing wrong with that, but knowing that you can do it in a very intuitive way. For, for years I had just... I would place on what's what's it called in English the kind of the shelf underneath the window, you know we have these things at least in Scandinavia. I don't I don't know if it's common, maybe Europe also. But I would put like beautiful things mm -hmm. and go there to to sit, and that was like my altar in the beginning. But now it has become more of a there's like goddesses, there's feathers. There's the symbols for each each direction. There's uh, crystals. There's sacred oils. There's a cup of water for like holy water blessings. There's 
sometimes flowers um, and you can bring in the different, you know, seasons and the different transitions in the is it Wiccan and pagan calendar, you know, Samhain and so forth. So there's a lot of things you can do with an altar and um, I think you need to feel into it. But for me, yeah, it's, it's my, it's my anchoring. It's my, it's my home in a way. It's mm-hmm. that piece. Even when I go somewhere for a longer time, I try to bring like s- smaller items with me. You know, it can just be the crystal or the, or a feather and a crystal. And mm-hmm. then uh, some people have, you know, that tiny cloth mat thing yeah. that they put underneath. So I, I haven't just, I haven't really found my, my right one yet. I have like a linen thingy on mine right now. Um, I always, I also tell my students that it's, I think it's such a, such an, not important, but beautiful way to have a specific place in your home that is dedicated to you and spiritual practice and spirit. Yeah. And the communication between you two. I guess what, like, if you're completely new to the concept, but kind of like intrigued, okay, like I like the idea of having an altar, of having this anchor point or having this bridge to other realms, but you're like, you don't know how to go about it. So I guess it's, you know, you could start very easily with um, the four directions or the four or, you know, four or five elements, depending on, but traditionally maybe four in altars, you know, just bringing a candle for fire or even incense. Yeah. A feather would be kind of like wind, you know, or it could be something Area. else than a feather, but just kind of bringing that softness, the element of air and then water, like, like Julia said, maybe a, a, a cup of water of spring water, or maybe just, you know, water that you've put out during a full moon. So it's like moon water. And then maybe earth could be either like crystals or gemstones or, sand or actually sand or yeah. moss or something yeah. that re- represents earth and or then stones or stones. And then, so it's like something, you know, of each element kind of coming into this one circle and then you could place anything that's special to you, anything, because every object, the same way that every human, every, you know, being, um, every object also has an auric field, a prana uh, to it, an aura. So um, just any kind of special item you feel a connection to or that you think that it's beautiful, you could start with that and just see how maybe that energy shifts like in your home and just start maybe by like when it's full moon or new moon, you know, you light a candle there, maybe say a little prayer or write a little note of intention or a wish or a goal or a desire or anything like that. Like it can start very small. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, a huge thing. And then you can go big from there if you want to have specific altars for specific things. I know uh, some, some of my teachers have from, for their ancestors, a specific altar and for abundance, a specific altar. And then just for like their spiritual practice, like a daily spiritual practice. But I use like mine for everything. So this is like my day, where my daily, when I sit or call in the directions in the morning this is where I go to that specific point but 
again, as you just said, like even just a candle and a crystal can be an altar. Right. You don't have yeah. to have all the tools. You don't have no. to go to eBay and like shop no. till you drop just to create an altar. It can be even like putting a, like I, I think this is Shaman Direct's thing, but putting a picture of yourself on your altar is really great if you have like a self love thing that you're calling in mm -hmm. like roses picture of yourself rose quartz is yeah. really like the stone for uh self-love self-care self-worth so depending on what you're working with putting items that symbolizes that on your altar is really powerful and really amplifies the energies in your life i at least have felt in my yeah. experience yeah so, yeah absolutely and um and then just to like switch things up too like if it doesn't feel right like oh, you yeah. just sh you know change the items or to something else you need and, to keep it kind mm -hmm. of flowing the energy yeah. you, you'll feel when it becomes stagnant yeah. that you need to switch things up or you know change the picture or that right. i usually have like uh i pull a a card like an oracle card for each week and then I place mm -hmm. it on my altar and then it reminds me uh of you know a specific thing like boundaries or self-love or it can be anything or a specific yeah. goddess that you want to um bring forth in your life or the energy of her I do it. the same yeah I'm I also like I love intuitive cards or tarot cards I'd say more, I mean, I have a tarot deck, but I, I'm more definitely into kind of like the intuitive cards and, and, and the, the goddess archetypes. And that's what I've been also doing lately, just pulling one um, goddess and just leaving it there to what you said, like remind you of the energy um, that she brings forth, because I think it's so beautiful. This is kind of like a little bit of a, a feng shui kind of mixing it all into one, but you know, the same way, if your home is cluttered, you know, that's going to affect you, uh, you know, consciously, cause you're going to be annoyed, but also subconsciously, you're going to be like that energy is like you are, you know, you are also in communication with your surroundings all the time, you know, and you're getting that information from your surroundings, you know, it's cluttered, you need to clean, you know, that could be like, Oh, what a lazy person you, you know, you, these mm. stories that you tell yourself mm. of just being in a cluttered place so that's why we feel so great when after we've cleaned a place because it's not yet yes it's amazing and clean and everything is at their places but it also energetically feels amazing when you have this more space you have more space and you know everything is organized your thoughts can be organized that's why I feel like these little like for instance this is maybe a silly example I know that the, the Julia, you're going to be like, that's not true when we've been traveling, but okay. But what I do every single day, I always make the bed always. <laughs> like I have to do it when like every day at my home. Yeah. I know that's not true when we've stayed at hotel. Like at a, I, I draw the line at hotels. Julia makes a bed at hotels, but nice. it's like, I want, like, I can't, like, I don't, I couldn't sit on, on my laptop and work if I know that the bed is yeah. not made. And just like these little things, just like rituals of having, and even that's a ritual, you like kind of clean and declutter your, your surroundings so that you can be more organized. And it's the same way. Wow. This became a long, <laughs> long monologue, but you know what I'm saying? It's like the same with the altar too. Like everything is energy. You are, um, 
you are kind of getting that input and output from your surroundings. And And this kind of circles or brings us to, Mm -hmm. is it a reciprocity? Reciprocity, like... The, the, the giving and receiving. Yeah. So if you are, you know, I always um, leave offerings to spirit at my altar yeah. and it can be, you know, I don't know, chocolate, it can be nuts, it can be um, a blessing like uh, a mantra that you sing to spirit. Depends on a little bit of how you work. If you use like food items, remember not to use things that you would throw away, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a, or like you know like bad like food that has gone bad yeah uh, but put something that you would eat yourself and then leave it there for they they i i um believe that spirit kind of takes the energy body of the food and then you can throw it out but and don't eat the food after it has been on your altar either. This is how they do it in Bali, for instance. They mm-hmm. leave a little bit of rice, a little bit of an this, offering, a little bit of that, yeah. an offering to spirit. So there's that reciprocity between you and spirit. You're not only going to your altar and asking for stuff, but you're also, you know, giving something in return. And same, like, I, I do a lot of practices in nature, especially now that nature is so close. Mm-hmm. I go to my specific place and, you know, sometimes I bring my menstrual blood. Sometimes I bring, you know... I've used like these small crystals. It doesn't have to be fancy like a crystal. It can be, again, something that is uh, biodegradable. So not like plastics and things. Um, even my uh, my mom's cousin, uh, Pamela Naraya, who has been on the podcast also, uh, said that even like a hair, hair you, can, you can leave that yeah, as an offering. From your brush. Yeah. Or from like your head, like oh, just gonna... pull out one and then leave okay. it to spirit. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, that's a really easy mm-hmm. one if you if you don't have anything else yeah. um, or a specific item. Um, you can get really creative, but remember no plastics. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, same with like, if you work with fires, you know, if you burn, if it's a sacred fire, you also need to give something to a fire. Um, one of my teachers always says that chocolate is a really good one to give to the fire. Um, because that's something that I didn't even think about, you know, I've, I've gone to like sacred fires and just burned my own shit and then Mm -hmm. like, bye, but you actually need to have that communication with the element of fire, give it something. Well, it's the exchange. Yeah. Always that. So always remember that it's always like. This reflects also upon our, you know, relationships in the real life. I, um, I think she's also been on our podcast. I forget her name now, but she called it uh, Aini. Like it's um, the exchange from like you, what you, you, you said, you like, you give something and you, because you're asking for something in return, right? So it's not just like you go out to the universe, you're like, this is, you know, my <laughs> demand list. Like, give my uh, car, yeah. my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I want this and that and that and that. But you, you like, actually, like, you're like, you know, I have kind of like doing a little bit of bargaining. <laughs> flowers to the water sing to the water but this is something that has been done through like eons of Mm -hmm. time you know there's a bunch of uh 
rituals throughout the world where it's like all about it's all what but about that it's the exchange you sing to you know make it rain <laughs> like it's yeah it's, it makes sense though. it makes sense it's beautiful too if you so, think about it and also kind of reflects upon how maybe that these energies because everything needs to be in flow yeah. so if you're not giving you're probably not and only taking mm-hmm. that might also mirror on how your relationships are in your everyday life right. so or the other way around especially women we tend to be really good at giving mm-hmm. and not receptive to whatever comes so also kind of playing with it of how open you are yeah. If something new comes in, are you just rejecting it or are you with curiosity um, saying yes to new opportunities, to new people, etc.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this is something that like will, you'll have to be kind of open to it and allow for intuition, you know, to guide you on what feels right for you because there's no rules here. It's, yeah. There's no rules like on how to do it the right way. Yeah, do it the right way because there's no right way. There's only your way. Yeah, so homework for you, listener. If you don't have an altar, find a a good spot. Um, I think one rule that I've heard is if you are setting up an ancestor altar, don't set it up in your bedroom. Yeah. Somewhere more neutral. Mm-hmm. I think any altar you would want to have in a more neutral place, yeah, so depending on like the size of your apartment or home, of course. Um, but I like to keep my my bedroom as a more like that's where I sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't want spirit to come and no. talk to me when I sleep. So that's like, but yeah, you can you can see and play with it. Um, do you have any other tips on setting up your altar before we? wrap it up no I mean that what you said yeah just like not in the bedroom um and uh, I mean the obvious like not in the bathroom <laughs> like you, you know next to the toilet <laughs> yeah no I mean you wouldn't want to no. sit there either <laughs> no or you, you can use it you know, right you know well. so just like maybe, maybe a, a neutral spot <laughs> have your own toilet yeah. altar if you want yeah but I think it's a really beautiful practice and yeah. um, a you know beautiful way to have that conversation with spirit, yeah. you know, because it's a dialogue and it's like, uh, you know, a reminder also. Yeah, and you'll 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 learn as you go with it, and yeah, I guess it's with anything when you do with energies or spirit you have to kind of be open to receiving the communication or listen like the communication is going to be different than what you have with people especially if you you know if you go out to nature and talk to a tree or it's more of a transmission and it can come you know in very different ways as emotions as of course, some people actually hear a dialogue and that's, you know, normal. Um, also, like everything, everything really goes, but also set your boundaries because when you start to open up to spirit, that's like where, you know, 
any energies can come true. So be very clear if you, you know, if you receive messages or hear things that you don't want to just like set a clear boundary there. Mm-hmm. Like just know. Um, I always have that, like I state no, and then I create like a energy bubble around me. So, but we can talk about this in another episode, but there, there you have, you know, your alter 101. Uh, yeah. <laughs> alter 101. That this is, yeah, that's it for today, I guess. Yeah. Have fun with it and play let with it. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Send us a picture. That Ooh, would be amazing. Maybe yeah. you can uh, put up pictures on our Instagram of our alter mm-hmm. if that doesn't feel too personal for you i'll have to marinate on that one yeah yeah might feel depends too on personal. like what's on yeah. the altar you can yeah. always like remove a couple yeah. items and then but just so you get like a i can make like an, a, a demo altar somewhere yeah. also so you can see how you can set it up also yeah. with that and then next time maybe we can talk about the directions and the yeah. elements that are you know connected to that directions yeah. and so forth because these two go quite hand in hand if you are open to or if if you want to work with the directions but let us know thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you see you next week bye have a beautiful one and uh thanks for listening you know all of that the outro is gonna come after this so we're good okay bye now bye Thank you for listening to this episode. Remember to share and tag us in your social so that we can grow the circle and support more souls on their journey. You'll find our handles in the show notes.